Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. After Confederate General Robert E. Lee retired from the military, he was named president of Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia, originally named Washington Academy because it was a gift from George Washington. The name was changed in 1871 in honor of General Lee. Now, while Lee was president of the university, a new student comes into his office and asked for a copy of the school's rules and regulations. Lee looked at him and said, son, we don't have any rules and regulations in print. The young man said, well, you mean this school has no rules? Lee replied, yes, we have one rule. The student asked, well, what is it? To which Lee replied, our only rule is kindness. Friends, we're living in a society in which kindness is becoming an increasingly rare commodity. I googled the word kindness, hit search, and amongst many of the articles that came up, this article appeared from Psychology Today Canada. It said, kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, affection, gentleness, warmth, concern, and care are words that are associated with kindness. While kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, that is not the case. Being kind often requires courage and strength, and kindness is an interpersonal skill. You've heard about survival of the fittest in Darwin. Survival of the fittest is usually associated with selfishness, meaning that to survive, a basic instinct, means to look out for yourself. Science has now shown that devoting resources to others rather than having more and more for yourself brings about lasting well-being. Kindness has been found by researchers to be the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability in a marriage. Many colleges, including Harvard, are now emphasizing kindness on applications for admission. While everyone can relate with kindness and everyone can respond to kindness, you know, Mark Twain once said, kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can read. But just what is kindness? Well, the word itself literally means that which is good, helpful, suitable. It literally means to be gracious to others. So as I ran over in my mind what kindness really was, I came up with this definition. Kindness is treating others the way God has treated us. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and in verse 32, the following, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Now, as I thought about kindness, I thought about an incident in the life of Jesus which not only shows us kindness, but teaches us valuable lessons on the kindness that God expects from each one of us. It is one of the most tender, sweet, 
and yet familiar incidents in the life of Jesus as it dealt with his relationship to little children. We see in this incident literally how kindness walks and how kindness talks. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 13. People were bringing children to Jesus so that he would bless them, but the disciples scolded them. You see, everyone assumed that the Lord who walked on water, healed the sick, raised the dead, fed the multitudes, had no time for babies and children, but he did. Verse 14. When Jesus saw this, he grew angry and said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Don't forbid them, because God's kingdom belongs to people like these children. You will never find in the life of Jesus where he ever turned anybody away. He always had time, whether it was for friend or foe, to speak a kind word or to do a kind deed. The Lord Jesus came into an unkind world. It was literally dog-eat-dog, every-man-for-himself kind of world. There were no organizations of mercy, no psychiatric hospitals, no hospitals per se, no orphanages. Yet when Jesus came, he poured the milk of human kindness into every bowl of human suffering. Remember, Jesus Christ was God in the flesh, and God is kind. The psalmist writes in Psalm 117, verses 1 and 2, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Exalt him, all you people. For his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Without question, one of the hardest parts of Scripture for us to obey is the part that tells us to love our enemies. But do you know why we are told to love our enemies? Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 35, But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. When you think that God is kind, not only to those who are evil and don't deserve his kindness, but those who are unthankful and are not even grateful for it, that should tell you something about kindness. Kindness costs, but kindness cannot be bought. Maybe one of the kindest people who ever lived, Mother Teresa. She died in 1997. She did so many acts of kindness, but one stands out in particular. She was working among the slums of Calcutta, dressing the wounds of a leper. An American tourist observed the work and asked if he could take a picture. Mother Teresa granted permission, and the tourist framed his shot. Through the camera's lens, he could see this world-renowned nun tenderly replacing a bloody bandage that covered a gaping hole where the leper's nose used to exist. The photographer could also smell the stench of this wound. 
and he moved in for a closer shot. After capturing several pictures, the American tourist said, Sister, I wouldn't do what you're doing for $10 million. Mother Teresa replied, My friend, neither would I. Kindness costs, but it cannot be bought. But our God is not only kind to the sinner, God is also kind to the saint. Think about this. It is the kindness of God that supplies salvation. God's kindness sent his son to die for your sins and my sins. Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward mankind, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. God's kindness leads us away from sin to salvation. Uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, tolerance, and patience, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. The fact of the matter is, if you are a follower of Jesus, you cannot help but be kind because the God of kindness lives in our heart. Now, children were looked upon as the least and the littlest. Yet Jesus treated each one as if they were the king of the universe. Now, when Luke tells us about this incident, he said that not only were little children brought, but infants were brought, like little babies, newborns. I think that it is so important because we ought to handle people's feelings the way we handle little babies, with kindness, with gentleness and tenderness. You know, one of the great lessons of leadership, at least that I've learned, is that tenderness can motivate people to do things that toughness never can. There's an old fable in which the wind and the sun are arguing over who was the stronger. The wind said, do you see that old man sitting down there? I can make him take off his coat quicker than you can. Well, the sun agreed to go behind the cloud while the wind blew up a storm. However, the harder the wind blew, the firmer the old man wrapped his coat around him. Eventually, the wind gave up and the sun came out. And he began to smile kindly upon that old man. Before long, the old man mopped his brow, pulled off his coat, and strolled on his way. The sun knew the secret, warmth, friendliness, and a gentle touch are always stronger than force and fury. I believe with all my heart that one of the greatest marks of leadership is kindness. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. 
One time, Abraham Lincoln was sitting at dinner in the White House. And together there with him where were some very elegant people. But there was one guest who was not so elegant. He didn't have or didn't know any good manners. The man took his coffee that had been poured into his cup, blew on the coffee, poured the coffee into his saucer, and drank out of the saucer. Well, some of the refined ladies sitting around the table were aghast. And for a moment, there was this embarrassing silence. But then President Abraham Lincoln, seeing what had happened, took his coffee, poured it into the saucer, and for the rest of the evening, he also drank his coffee out of the saucer. Let me urge you today, take every opportunity you can to be kind to other people. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, you cannot do a kindness too soon, for you never know how soon it will be too late. You've probably never heard of Stephen Grillet a French-born Quaker who died in New Jersey, 1855. He would be unknown to this world today except for a few lines by which he is remembered forever. He said, I shall pass through this world but once. Any good that I can do or any kindness that I can show to any human being, let me do it now and not defer it for I shall not pass this way again. Now, notice carefully what the Lord Jesus did with these little children. He didn't just take them up. He didn't just give them a quick kiss and then send them on their way. We read there in verse 16 that he blessed them. Every one of us has a kindness kit that we carry with us Everywhere we go, it's in their mouth. It's called the tongue. Never underestimate the power of just a kind word. There's an old Japanese proverb that says, one kind word can warm three winter months. Incidentally, understand that kindness is not only how we are to act, it's how we are to react. You see, it's one thing to be kind to a friend. It's another thing to be kind to an enemy. It is one thing to be kind to those who like us. It's another thing to be kind to those who don't. Now, I don't know how many of you remember that old cartoon that it used to be in the papers. It was called Sluggo and Nancy. So in this cartoon strip, Sluggo was talking to Nancy, and he says... That new kid in school is nothing but a big fathead. Nancy says, you shouldn't call people names like that. I never called people names. Sluggo replies, well, I just got mad when he said you were stupid looking. Nancy replies, well, what else did that big fathead say? See, it is, it is so important as much as we can, 
to not only be kind with the deeds that we do, but also with the words that we say. Now, understand this. Kindness is not softness. What I mean by kindness is not a sentimental indulgence that tolerates wrong and tolerates evil in other people. You know, suppose I go to the doctor and he examines me and he discovers I have a tumor. Now, if he says, well, I don't want to cause this guy any pain. You know, I don't want to upset him in any way. You know, I don't want him to leave here hurt or discouraged. So he brings me back to his office and he says, oh, everything looks great. Don't worry. Be happy. Go home. Well, he's not really being kind to me. He's, in fact, being unkind. That doctor, if he's to be kind, he's got to tell me the truth. He's going to try to remove that tumor regardless of how much it may hurt. Sometimes kindness means not only confronting the sin of others, but condemning the sin in others. But even that is to be done in kindness. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Brothers, if a man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, watching yourselves, lest you also be tempted. You see, there are ways to let others know their faults and make a point without being harsh and mean. You can make a critical point with a kind comment. A calm demeanor will go a lot farther than a harsh comment and an ugly tone of voice. I heard, I heard about a man, he was standing in line to buy an airline ticket. So when he gets up to the counter, he said, I'd like to buy a ticket to New York City. The ticket agent said, that's no problem. How many pieces of luggage do you have? He said, well, three. She said, well, do you want all three checked to New York? He said, no, I want you to send the first one to Phoenix. I want you to send the second suitcase to Seattle. I want the third one to go to London. The dumbfounded clerk looked at him and said, sir, I'm sorry, but we can't do that. The man replied, well, that's funny. You did it last week. Always react and respond with kindness. It's not a coincidence that we read that Jesus took them up into his arms and laid his hands on them. When those babies and those children felt the touch of the master's hand, even a mother's love could not match the gentle current of kindness that flowed through his touch. We all know that song, Jesus loves the little children. What we are seeing in this passage is love in action, which is exactly what kindness is. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is kind. Sometimes love is heard in a kind word. Sometimes love is read in a kind note. Sometimes love is felt by a kind touch. You know, someone once wrote these words. God is looking for people who are willing to participate in acts of love and kindness to those outside of their present circle. He is looking for people who believe that a humble demonstration of love 
plants a seed of eternity in the hearts of others that will blossom into faith in Christ. I want to show you this love in action. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, there is one of the most amazing statements in all the Bible. A leper had come to Jesus and had worshipped Jesus. And then it says in Matthew 8, verse 3, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, why is that such an amazing statement? That is the first instance in all the Bible that anyone ever touched a leper. That was without question a touch of kindness. Dr. Paul Brand is a leprosy specialist. Leprosy is a terrible disease. Except in very early stages, the leprosy patient does not feel physical pain. In fact, that's the problem. Leprosy deadens nerve cells, and so patients no longer feel pain and can damage their own bodies without knowing it. Though they may not hurt, they definitely suffer. Their pain is not physical, but rather it's personal and social because they are rejected by the community. They are total outcasts. So Dr. Brand tells of one bright young man he was treating there in India. And in the course of the examination, Dr. Brand simply laid his hand on the patient's shoulder and told him through a translator of the treatment he was going to give him. To his surprise, the man begins to shake with muffled sobs. And Dr. Brandt asked his translator, have I, have I said something wrong? When the translator asked the patient why he was crying, the translator turned to Dr. Brand and said, no, doctor, you didn't say anything wrong. He's crying because you put your hand around his shoulder. You are the first person who has touched him in all the years that he has had leprosy. Friends, in his kindness, God reached down and touched so many of us when we were covered with the leprosy of sin. He swept us up into his arms, laid his hands on us, blessed us and forgave us, and gave us salvation. In that spirit and in that name, when we meet fellow saints and when we meet fallen sinners on this highway of life we are all on, let's try to show a little kindness. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your forgiveness, your love, your mercy, the gift of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that those of us that are followers of Jesus, that, may, that our lives may just shine forth in kindness to others, may they see Jesus in us through our words and our deeds of kindness. Bless each and every viewer today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. On each and every program, we make a resource available to you to help you in your spiritual journey. Uh, today is no exception. We have this little booklet here. It is simply titled, Forgiven, the powerful testimony of Willie Ramos, also known as the Ghetto Preacher. We'd love to send you this impactful story of conversion as a gift from Lessons for Living Television. No obligation whatsoever on your part. This little booklet will arrive at your home, postage paid. You're never going to get an invoice for it. It's a gift from us to you. If you'd like to request this book, follow the instructions we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Can I ask you to share the information about our program with your friends and family so that they too can watch? Now, if they live outside of the catchment area where our program can be watched, that's okay. Refer them to our website, l4ltv.com. Every single one of our programs that we've ever aired is accessible under the tab, Previous Programs. And so they can get right up to speed on watching every single one of our broadcasts. Would you do that for us? You know, while you're on the website, check out the page that says uh, Archived Sermons. I have some messages there where we tackle some perplexing questions. What happens to us when we die? Why do bad things happen to good people? There's a video presentation. There's a study help that you can download and you can use that as a, a help in your better understanding of that particular topic. You can also visit the Donate Today tab and make a donation online to help keep our ministry on the air. Before we go, I want to remind you of our social media, Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Follow me on Twitter, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, an audio version of this program is going to be available within minutes uh, through our SoundCloud page. Check those out and visit also our missionnowcanada.com website 
which is our overseas humanitarian work. We have run out of time. Let's do this again next time. I hope you'll join us. God bless you. We'll see you then.